Romika. Um, do I have to introduce myself all over again? Sure, why not? There might be new listeners to this podcast we literally <laughs> just started tonight. <laughs> Whatever. S- uh, former psych undergrad, murder aficionado, lover of the crazies, and all that they do. I'm Adam, devoted boyfriend and turbo nerd. Boom. I research the murders, he takes care of all of the other sh- All the bad voices. <laughs> Speaking of bad voices, so we're gonna start with our 9 one Well, I guess I should tell you exactly what we're talking about today. It's not gonna be a surprise. Well, it's gonna- I mean, I feel like the surprise is ruined once you read the call. I mean, there are some twists and some turns, but- Honestly, I would say the call itself is a pretty good mystery. Ooh, all right. Well, I'll just tell you that today's episode is about Celeste Beard. Celeste Beard. Yes, and we're going to start with the 911 call, a very overly dramatized version yes. of the 911 call placed by her husband, Stephen Beard. Adam? 911, what's your emergency? I need an ambulance. Hurry. It was a no, that's my part. That's your part. We'll it was in. a call. <laughs> it was a call that would launch one of Austin's most bizarre mysteries. Stephen Beard, alone in his room, had called for help. My guts just jumped out of my stomach. They blew out. Yeah, they blew out of my stomach. They're lying on my couch. Okay, they're lying on your stomach? Yes, I'm in bed. I'm in awful pain. I'm having a hard time figuring out what happened. I don't know what happened. I've never had this happen before. <laughs> I love the first time you say couch instead of stomach. <laughs> but anyway. Alright, my guts just jumped out of my stomach. Did I really say couch? Yeah, you said they're lying on the couch. Oh. <laughs> but he was in bed. Mm. So let's clear that up. Mm. This call was placed. The first inconsistency in the story. Boom, boom, boom. Alright. I had to do that, you know, for legal reasons. I don't want yes. to be Dick Wolf in it. Wolf Dick in it? Whatever. Dick Wolf in it. There we go. Um, so this call was placed by Stephen Beard to 911 after he'd been shot in the stomach in the middle of the night. So we're going to take it back. We're going to jump in a way back machine and we're going to go back to before this poor man was shot. And it begins with Celeste Johnson known as, excuse me, that was sexy, Celeste That's a Beard. weird name for a serial killer. I'm sure someone heard me burp, anyway. So she was born February 13th, 1969, in California. Summer of love. Hmm. That's not how the story ends, though. So she was adopted by Edwin and Nancy Johnson. <laughs> um, during her childhood, she said that some super shady shit happened, lots of up things that you can do to kids and it during puberty um, she attempted suicide at 17 she got pregnant and she went on to have and then lose custody of her twin daughters Jennifer and Christina mm. that she had with her first husband Craig Bratcher I think that's his last name not sure on the pronunciation but whatever it's not important he's not important I mean, everyone's important, but mm-hmm. he's not mm-hmm. Stephen Beard. Just walk that back. Yeah, yeah. I, I took care of it. Shut up. Anyway, Celeste was married two more times before meeting Stephen. 
Mm -hmm. she, she had three failed marriages prior to meeting him. But at the time of their marriage, Stephen Beard, um, wait, nope, this is what, why you shouldn't take shots before you start. Okay. That's so. okay. We'll do this at the end of the episode. <laughs> Just move it there. It's Whatever. Right. Okay, so in 1997, mm -hmm. when the two got hitched, Stephen Beard was a 75-year-old millionaire. Hmm. She was a 32-year-old waitress, mm -hmm. and they met where she worked at a country club in Austin, Texas. Hmm, yes. <laughs> Yeehaw, bitches. Stephen made his fortune initially working in radio and advertising in the 50s and 60s, and then in the 70s, he made his way to television. He became a partner and general manager for KBVO in Austin. And then later in 1985, the station became one of the original affi affiliates of Fox, the Fox Network. Mm -hmm. He was married for a super long time to his first wife. And their marriage only ended in her death because she died um, in 1994. Died of murder? She died of cancer. So cancer murdered her. Yes. Okay. Um, and so a year after... <laughs> Her death in 1994, he stole, stole, he sold his share of uh, Fox Broadcasting and basically made f***ing back. Mm -hmm. So, he's this lowly old man going to his country club, living mm -hmm. out his final days, 75, he wasn't no spring chicken. Mm. Um, they become friendly. Mm -hmm. initially, Celeste and Steven, and he convinces her that she should try to regain custody of her daughters. Mm -hmm. She wins the case, gets the kids mm -hmm. back, and she starts pretending to be his housekeeper uh -huh. while living with him and secretly dating. Oh! <laughs> so, this was all good and well until the two got busted by Steven's adult daughter, Mm -hmm. in a hotel room during the Super Bowl in, like, 95. I don't know why they put that in the article that I read from. Um, it was on Murderpedia, but whatever. I guess that was somehow relevant well, to something. Yeah. But I just assume that doing the Super Bowl in 95 means, like, a dirty Sanchez or something. I don't even want to know what that is. Anyway, as of February 1995, the two got married at the country club where she and he had met. Mm. Now, they're married... He's rich, he's old, he's feeling young, mm -hmm. he's feeling feisty and vibrant, mm -hmm. and she's feeling like spending money, honey. Yeah. So, during their marriage, according to Celeste, mm -hmm. he had given her a monthly allowance of $35,000. Not so bad. Especially in, what, 1995 dollars? is in like today's dollars. It's like 50000 or something. He could have paid off my student loans. R.I.P. Steven. Yeah. Well, that's what you gotta do. You gotta marry and then leave murder. Okay, bye. Bye. All <laughs> <way> three weeks. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> okay, so eventually he was like, she's blowing through way too much money. Mm -hmm. So he put $500,000 in a trust mm -hmm. and was like, this is what you use this is your money to spend, as you will. She blew through it in six months. I thought you were about to say days. I was like, wow, that's impressive. But six months, that sort of makes sense. How? Like, if you have everything that you need, 
any, like you've got if jewelry. If you can handle a $50,000 a month allowance, then someone says, all right, here's $500,000 worth of marshmallows, but if you wait, you get a million dollars worth of marshmallows, and before you even finish speaking, the marshmallow is in her mouth and spent. Why did it turn into marshmallows? Well, you know the marshmallow experiment with kids. Yeah, but you could have just kept it at money. There was no money experiment with kids. True. But anyway, like, who the f can spend $500,000 in six months? Apparently, we know at least one person. Like, do you know how, like, I would have that money forever. Yes, I am aware how much money $500,000 is. Yeah, it is I, more that. money that I am carrying in my wallet right now. Why would you... What? Why would you have... Well, I don't. That's the point. Shut up. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, in 1999, Celeste admits herself to St. David's Pavilion Psychiatry. What the f*** is going on with my speech? The drinking. That's what's going on. The drinking, on. yes. Yes, that is true. Psychiatric hospital in Austin. She is depressed, mm -hmm. and she said her depression made her suicidal. Mm -hmm. This is where she met and befriended Ooh. Tracy Tarleton. Now, with a marriage on the rocks, mm -hmm. because of all of her spending, supposedly Celeste convinces Tracy mm -hmm. to get rid of Stephen. Mm -hmm. But she says it's because... Her marriage was a terrible one. Oh, no. He was a terrible man. Terrible. It was slowly killing her. Slowly and quickly killing her. This is, this is awful. I can understand why his guts ended up on the couch. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and she said that she couldn't get out from under him, psychologically or emotionally. But or from, physically. Um, from photos I've seen, yeah, probably. Oh, dang. No, I mean, like, he, he was an older man, so he's a little, yeah. you know, a little round. Like, not round and brown, but, you know, round. Just, he's got basically half of his body in his pot belly. Yes, yeah. he's got the Santa going. Okay. Okay. So, on October 2nd, 1999, an armed intruder slipped into Stephen's bedroom, which Celeste... Oh, no wasn't in at the time. That night, mm. she just so happened to sleep in a separate room. Oh. That's weird. Yeah. I wonder why that was. And a shot was fired, point-blank range, mm. directly into Stephen. Oh, no. Now, he survived the initial shot, as you can see, because he was able to call 911 and said, my guts are on the floor! Or on the couch, or on the ceiling. My guts, they're outside my body. I'm looking at my guts. They should be inside my body in the nut. Policemans, like, please help me. My guts. I feel like there's like a whack joke in, the, in there somewhere because it's wet, but I can't think of it right now. Anyway. <laughs> just let that one go by. Woo! Okay, but Stephen does die five months later. Um, due to complications from his injury. Mm -hmm. Now, during the trial, witnesses say Celeste and Tracy became lovers after leaving the hospital. Now, hold on a second. Trial of who? Trial of Tracy? Yes. How'd they find out it was Tracy? Tracy's crazy, Tracy. Oh, she's not crazy, mm -hmm. but she does suffer from... That was f***ed up. I shouldn't have said that. 
she has some mental health issues. Okay. And the gun that was fired was traced back to her because it was her gun. Aha. Uh -huh. Yes. Stop mm. that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's rumored that they became lovers when they after they left the hospital. Some say that Tracy became obsessed with Celeste and that mm. she murdered Stephen as a result of that obsession. Oh. And so she was arrested on October 8th. 1989, and charged with injury to an elderly individual. Injury to an elderly individual is a weird way to say shooting them in the body such that their guts fly onto the couch. They didn't fly on the couch, that his guts were on his stomach. Okay, well, look, I'm trying to go with the joke here. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. <sighs> So yeah, she was arrested, and then when Stephen died, the charge was increased to capital murder. Capital murder? Yes. That's much more than making an elderly person sad or whatever it was. Injury. Injury. To an elderly individual. Injurious language around an old person. Yes. Okay. Tracy says um, months after, a couple months after Stephen died, Celeste ended their relationship. Mm-hmm. But within three weeks of that ending... Tracy ended up reading an article in the newspaper mm -hmm. saying that Celeste had remarried and it was some dude that she met in a bar named Cole Johnson. Oh, no, she didn't. Yes, she did. Hmm. According to Tracy, one of her statements is, she's off on her honeymoon in Aspen. Even I couldn't overlook that. It was like everything started unraveling very quickly for me after the article. And that was when Tracy figured out she got set the f*** up. Oh, man. That was when she figured it out? Yes. Okay. Now, hold on a second. Was Stacy, or was Tracy, rather, still on trial at this point and, like, out on bail, or...? No, she was still in prison. Oh, all right. She had been charged but not, had not yet been convicted. Aha. Uh -huh. Yes. And Celeste had never been charged. She's out mm -hmm. just doing the thing. Doing the rich, younger widow thing. Exactly. So, in March of 2002, a few days before, this is when Tracy's finally supposed to go to trial. Uh-huh. She strikes a deal with the prosecutors. Hmm. And she's like, I'll plead guilty to murder. But? But I'm, I also agree to cooperate with the state in exchange for a 20-year sentence. Hmm, okay. Cooperate with what, one might ask? Throwing Celeste under the bridge. Yeah. So Celeste denied every claim of a relationship with Tracy. She mm -hmm. stated that she, did, she didn't see Tracy as a lesbian. She saw her as a friend. A friendly lesbian. I guess. <laughs> but, like, Celeste's lawyers, they were going for the gusto. They were like, mm -hmm. the sexual relationship existed only in Tracy's head, and mm -hmm. that Tracy shot Stephen for her own selfish and sick reasons. And they also claimed that Tracy was the manipulator, and that she would get Celeste high on alcohol and marijuana brownies. Marijuana brownies? Oh, And man. then try to seduce her. The wacky tobacco? The green devil? Devil's, Devil's lettuce. lettuce. Yes. Jinx. Oh, me uh, soda. I got me. <laughs> so, but however, despite them trying to use Tracy's mental state against her. I'm surprised that wasn't just an immediate slam dunk in Texas in 2002. 
Wait a minute, they're gay? Well, you're guilty. Well, well I'm gonna tell you what really drove the nail in the coffin for Celeste. Wink. No, no wink. Stop it. <laughs> um, okay. Despite everything they said about Tracy's mental state and all the bullshit they tried to say about them not being in a relationship, mm -hmm. it was Celeste's daughters Ooh. that actually f***ed her over. So they said, when they testified, Christine said that uh, Celeste would make some statements sometimes like, why doesn't he just die already? Mm -hmm. And then Jennifer, the other daughter, was like, she said that she just married Stephen for his money. And then Christina also added that it was hard to keep up with anything Celeste ever said because she was always lying. Oh, man. We're coming full circle at the beginning of the story. All that foreshadowing has come to foreshadowed. Dum, dum, dum. They also said that Celeste claimed that she was disgusted with, that, with him. Oh, no. She hated the way he looked. She was just over it. Mm. And Jennifer even said that she once saw her mother break apart sleeping pills and put them in Stephen's baked potato. In his baked potato? Yes. That sounds like innuendo, but I'm not sure how. It's not. Okay, well, I broke apart a sleeping pill and put it in your baked potato, baby. That's like... Nope. It's a combination between sex fiend and serial killer, right? No. <laughs> Alright, we'll see if I put sleeping powder in your baked potato. Please don't. Mm. Oh, with that attitude, I definitely won't. Anyway, so the girls also said that they had been suspicious of their mother's relationship or friendship with Celeste, or well, with Tracy, mm. sorry. Mm. And they said that Celeste would sneak out of the house mm. late at night after she gave him the drugged food mm. and go hang with Tracy. Now Tracy's like, these little bitches are lying about everything. Even their claims to say that they love Stephen. Oh. Celeste goes on to say they're the ones that talk behind his back. They hated Stephen. Oh, no. They thought he was old. I mean, mm. it's not, you don't have to think he's old. He was, he was old. Yeah. yeah. Um, they thought he was no fun, which <laughs> most geriatric patients are. Um, the pinochle wasn't getting them. No. Why would he? No, they, the kids don't want the pinochle. I don't know. It's like, what, 2002? It's Sonic? It's Star Fox? What is this? Oh, wait. No, you mean an actual game. I was thinking about my family's version of pinochle. Anyway, um... Okay, I don't know what I just walked into. I don't know either! Anyway. I think you do, and that's why you're confused and upset. Shush! Okay, and so Celeste said that she used to beg them to call him dad. And she'd be like, you know, he would love for you to call him dad. But they refused. Well, it's better than begging for her, for them, to call him daddy. That's gross. Yes. Um, and Celeste also said, you know, I hate to admit it, but the only reason why they could have turned on me was for the money. <sighs> I well, have they to, didn't. Yes, I have to face that fact. Celeste says she was convinced that the twins were doing all of this shit because they wanted a share of her inheritance. Mm -hmm. An estimated $2 million a piece. 
Wow, that's a lot. Actually, I guess in 1990, no, 2002 money, that's still decent. It's still decent and also, like, they probably didn't have Yeah. So. Despite the whatever allowance that their mother had. Yeah, but who said she was giving them anything? So just, no matter how you slice it, bad mom. Exactly. So, she said if she go, if she's free, Stevens will calls for the girls to get significantly less. So they had two million two reasons to lie. Two million reasons. So, in turn, after she was arrested in 2002... The two million means money. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're a little worse. <laughs> so, after her arrest in 2002, Celeste was convicted of capital murder, receiving a mandatory life sentence in 2003. Oh, man, a mandatory life sentence. Yes. She will be eligible for parole April 1st, 2042. Mm. Tracy, however was released from prison after serving 10 years of her sentence. Mm -hmm. And she currently resides in San Antonio. Mm. Celeste still claims that she was innocent and Tracy came up with this wild and wacky plan all on her own out of obsession. For women. Yes, because she wasn't just a friend. She was a lesbian. She was more than a friend, yes. And that's the story of Celeste Beard and the murder of Stephen Beard, who probably would have been better off if he would have never remarried and died alone. Mm. I don't know. Maybe this is one of those, uh, you know, so maybe my guts ended up on my tummy tum, but still worth it for the most part. How so? Got to sleep with some 30-year-old when you're 75. I'm sure most of what they were doing was actual sleeping. Still pretty good if you're, uh, you're doing 75. Reach over, touch a boob, that's a boob, and not like... That is absolutely a boob. Not only is it a boob, it's a 30-year-old boob. It's not like a 60-year-old boob where it's like, I'm trying to grab this, uh, this jello that just keeps stretching and stretching. Is that what you think's gonna happen to my boobs? I never said that. That's what you're... Th I'll All be right. 60 and Old my people's boobs will boobs. be jello. It just, they just keep going to the point where it's like, you're going to, at some point, if you're an old person. It is not boobs, a fruit roll up. It is, it is not, not a fruit roll up, but it's like taffy where it just kind of keeps stretching out. Jesus Christ. That's how boobs work. That's not how That's boobs science. work. That's science. What science? That's science. Adam, go to bed. Thank you to Michael Ramir C. for the audio track Bootleg, Eugenio Menini for the track Fragments of Bangkok used in the 911 call, and to Serial Killers who provide material for our podcast with the killing. Please don't kill us. Excuse me. That we can definitely edit out. Should we though? You know what? Up to you. You want to keep that in the podcast. Absolutely. Keeping it real. All right. So.